Hello, everybody, and welcome back to No Niches with Karen. I am so excited because I am officially recording a Taylor Swift episode. So this one is for you, all of my resident Swifties. I am having a guest on. It is my friend Hannah. Um, When I introduce her, we'll talk about how we met and all that good stuff. She is a T-Swift expert, so I have a fun little game for her to see how much she truly knows about Taylor Swift, and we are going to be talking about all things re-recordings and all things red. So here, without further ado, here is my interview with Hannah. All right, everybody, I have my friend Hannah here with me. I'm so excited because she is probably my biggest Swifty friend. I would be right in saying that, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So actually, Hannah and I met on TikTok. Um, there was this event that was happening in Orlando, and I commented on it that I was going to go by myself, and she responded to my comment, and we started talking, and we saw each other at the event, and we just have been talking about Taylor Swift ever since. Um, <laughs> it was such a fun event. If y'all ever get a chance to go to a Taylor Swift club night, you really should, because I think that was the best club night I've ever had. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and you've been to more than one. Which one was better, Orlando or the North Carolina one? Oh, that's so hard to say, because I had um, I had went to, the, the Orlando one was my first, so I really didn't know what to expect walking in. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it, it was a more open space, um, and so I could kind of bounce around and meet, like, people. Um, this girl to- was standing up at the DJ booth, um, <laughs> dancing and living her best life. Like, I was jealous of that. <laughs> Yes, they pulled me. They pulled me up there um, at the Chapel Hill one. I actually ended up on a table. <laughs> you just always have to be elevated. <laughs> Don't blame me. And gosh, I can't even remember. I think August was one of them. I, it was. It was so much fun. But I think my favorite part of of both of them, because I really I can't even decide which one was my favorite, um, was the fact that I could like jump from different groups. And everybody, if you were singing that song, like you were immediately friends. And yes. so sing like 15 different groups. And by the end of the night, we were all like mingling and dancing together. Yes. You we made besties friends. with so many people there. I feel like people, <laughs> all of the people. Okay. So when did you start loving Taylor Swift? Oh my gosh. Debut album. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure of like most OG Swifties that Tim McGraw was probably like the first one I had heard um, when it went, I almost said viral as if that was a weapon when it um, was really popular on the radio. And um, then my Christmas present was her debut album and it was replayed, replayed over and over again. Um, I think I, I, I cannot sing. Let's just make that clear really quick, but I did a talent show in fifth grade and um I sung should have said no (laughs) I love that I wish I would have been there (laughs) you know how like she leans back when she's like singing the no part and it just I did that (laughs) is there video of this I have no idea I'll have to ask my mom I would be so embarrassed but also (laughs) at the same time like prove it's an OG Swifty moment you know yeah I think if you do find a video of that 
I need it. <laughs> Deal. I will find out. Yeah. That I need that video if there is one. I also was like a debut Swifty people. I got made fun of for it. Like yeah, absolutely. Oh, and now everyone's like, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift's so talented. It's so hard because like you want to gatekeep. You want to gatekeep so hard because it's like, no, we were there at the beginning. We were there through reputation. Like, but at the same time, it's also like, okay, people are finally understanding what we've been saying this whole time. Like, yeah, she and she deserves that love so much. Yes. And so it's it's hard because you want to gatekeep, but then you're like, no, she deserves this. This is this is what we want. Yeah. No, I just I'm fine with other people loving her. I just want like people to say, I'm sorry, you were right. I shouldn't have made fun of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very interesting to see those people who did the bullying now become Taylor Swift fans. And exactly. it's like moment. Good for you. I'm happy for you, but dang. <laughs> you were kind of mean to me about it before. <laughs> How do you feel about her getting back in control of her new album and her I mean her old music? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but like, you go girl. I won't say it, but you go girl. What a bad, you know what I mean? Bleep. Yeah. Thank you for not swearing. I will have to make it explicit if we do. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I, it's so empowering. And I think, I think she's just, as, as she's done so many times before, she is setting the stage for so many artists female and alike like yes moving forward this is setting a precedent that says uh, an artist deserves to own their work in whatever medium that is and I think it's a beautiful thing and I think that um if she were a man nobody would have had this issue okay um well okay that's <laughs> Prince had this issue there's other people that, <laughs> <had this issue. laughs> that was like, have been such like a as much of a controversial thing with her like there's a lot of people that still don't even realize why she's doing this and they like to kind of make it about like a monetary thing yeah I've seen that I've seen like comments on TikTok that's like what's even the point of her doing this and it's like you know I just feel bad for those people because I get it it's but like at this point she's let as many people as she can know and it's like okay well you're just you're just not wanting to know why you're just wanting to complain and so yeah. that's like and the whole like new value she's adding to them it's not like she's just okay here's the same song I sang 10 years ago that's all it's like we have the vault tracks and the re-recording is so amazing because her voice is so much better mm -hmm. so good and I think I think Swifties in general would re would appreciate the re-recordings just with her mature voice alone mm -hmm. for sure and I totally would have I think the the meaning behind owning the, that work would still be there. But yes, our girl goes 10 million steps ahead in whatever she does. And yeah, we got ample <laughs> fault tracks. And I just, ah. And a Can we talk about her brain? Like. <laughs> her mind. <laughs> How is she so freaking brilliant? Sorry about that. Yeah, we are absolutely spoiled. Yeah. Her. Oh. I just I'm just like I always say I don't understand I don't believe she sleeps no there's all. no way. Like, <laughs> she's like always doing something her easter eggs like 
where do you have the time to put this level of detail into everything? Like you, you she writes straight poetry. Like I have never once been able to figure out an Easter egg. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> I'm not like, I can't. God does it for me. <laughs> Wait, have you been able to figure them out? I feel like you have. I, I, I like to post about them. Um, I have a grand theory about her already being married to Joe. Um, yes, I, I've talked about that on here. <laughs> yes. And I think that's like my, that's the one that I like hold close to my heart as like, okay, this is my theory. I genuinely believe it. Yeah. I'm clowning, who knows? Um, but otherwise, you know, I'll see things on TikTok and I'll have thought them and discussed them with my Swifty friends. And then I'll see them on TikTok and I'm like, I didn't realize that that was a theory. I thought I was just, <laughs> I thought that was common knowledge. <laughs> you need to start like making TikToks about the theories that you think even before it, even if it sounds crazy. Some of them are like so far-fetched and crazy. You're just like. Yes, I think I think that adds so much fun yeah. to it. I mean, she, you know, she enjoys it. She totally stalks us. And she makes things that are not actually Easter eggs and people put them together. And she's like, oh, that's a good idea. Why not? (laughs) She's like, oh, wait, that was my Easter egg, actually. Take credit for it. You know what I mean? Um, That's what I do. (laughs) That work. Like, that just, like, with Red coming out. Granted, she did drop some heavy 1989 uh, Easter eggs. And I, I do kind of go along with the theory that, like, she potentially was going to do uh, 1989 over the summer and then with the shake it off lawsuit not um, being settled yet I think that that's probably why she Wait, tell me about that because I don't know about that yeah I don't, I don't want to speak on it because I don't know soup like we'll super say this know. we'll say allegedly and we have not fact checked this yeah so well what I do know about it is that there was um, a song that used the um, haters gonna hate or players gonna play haters gonna hate line I think that that was the specific line and so they're suing her for her use of that phrase in Shake It Off. And um, it was first like thrown out. Then they took it to an upper level court um, and they said, okay, well, the judge originally didn't take enough time to look over this and make sure that this didn't have grounds. And so it got thrown back. And so the initial judge is like, okay, well, because it got thrown back to me, like maybe I should take a little longer on this. Um, I, it's such, it's such a commonly used phrase. I think that she's going to be fine. Yeah. That's what her, her lawyers, I mean, they're, they're handling it, but because that's still up in the air, she can't technically reproduce that song until then is what I've been, is what I've been reading. And so I wonder if they thought that, or if she thought that that would be over by the summer and was planning to release it because I have some merch that is, um, the, Taylor Swift established 1989 merch, like a lunchbox and stuff. And it's, it's, it's 1989 vibes. I have no idea about any of that. Because I was wondering what you were thinking if Speak Now or 1989 was going to come first. But that makes it seem like who knows when 1989 is going to come out now. Yeah, that's exactly my thoughts. And also, um, I'm not sure if you saw the Empire State Building um, TikTok about it turning purple and someone commented or someone posted about it and tagged them. And they like, they posted a very um, sketchy emoji that was like, (laughs) okay, you know something we don't. Empire State Building, just like, you know, she doesn't have a hold on the whole world or anything. 
not a bit not every major building in the <laughs> world okay okay so now that we've talked about that let's dive in to red because Hannah and I and our other friend Erica we all listened to red on zoom and got all of our reactions together so that's one of the reasons I wanted them on this podcast Erica unfortunately is like working and stuff she's so busy so she's definitely going to come on later we're going to bring her back for the speak now or whichever one is next re-record and talk with her about that I just wanted to give y'all some context because we already (laughs) did this like whole whenever we first heard it we listened to it together so what was your first impression of the album emotional roller coaster (laughs) exactly that's how she intended red to be in general especially with how she made like she she didn't really uh categorize or organize excuse me the album by emotion she very intentionally went like happy sad happy sad happy (laughs) heartbreaking but that's how it is to heal it's like oh okay (laughs) Totally a roller coaster. Um, and so there were a lot of things going on in my head when I was listening to it. Um, to each each individual track, um, just to give more context, most of the tracks we stopped and discussed in between, yeah. um, which was really awesome too. And like being able to see each other's reactions, even though we're in different states, was really cool. Um, but I think it was so cool to hear her um the difference in her voice because this was a I didn't have I didn't have internet or um a radio in my car in high school in a year and this was the only cd I had in my car like I only ever listened to red and um and and so that was probably my most memorized aside of debut from when I was way younger um album from when I was younger and when I listened to this one going through it I just noticed all of the little key changes that she snuck in there that enhanced it and I think that I was just thoroughly impressed by that along with reaching the vault tracks and those just floored me I have been looking forward to hearing her version of Babe and Better Man for years. I didn't think for a very long time that I was ever going to be able to hear them. Um, I just listened to her Better Man Bluebird Cafe uh, YouTube performance. Oh my gosh, over and over and over again. Um, And so to actually get a recording of that just floored me. Um, And then of course we get to All Too Well, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Oh yeah. It It was a lot to process. I think by the end, I just sat there and (laughs) my wall for a while um gripping my wine bottle (laughs) oh wait we have a totally we have a um picture I need to post that because I have a screenshot of Hannah hugging her wine bottle laying down on her bed (laughs) good times (laughs) it was a lot to process in the best way in the best way so uh, what was going on in your life when that first happened? Because you were in high school, right? Whenever yeah. Red first came out. So of course your high school breakups, you know? So <laughs> oh, you're, yeah. relating, you're relating to all too well. You know, even if you hadn't left a scarf at <laughs> his sister's house, like you were, you were you're making- You're going to do it on purpose just so you can relate. <laughs> I'm saying, right? Like you do that if you're a true Swifty. Um, 
And so, of course, Red was something that I listened to after a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole, and then I, ha- I had a high school sweetheart. And so it was that person that, that also had the breakup and got back together. And so, like, that whole album, I could somewhat adjust in my head. Because you know how Swifties are. We will yes. <laughs> make it relatable if we have to um it's about me um she wrote this for me <laughs> um and, you know I told you that literally whenever red came out I had just broken up with my high school sweetheart and then we got back together later we got married we got divorced this summer and literally this album comes out again so it's it's insane like especially I feel like we have such parallels in our lives because I've been too um just last year and I I have a theory I I even told my therapist this that Taylor Swift is watching the sitcom that is my life because she released for a month after I left my ex and then three days after our divorce she released evermore and she knew uh, my tears ricochet tolerate it like oh like exile exile that's the one whenever I was like sad like a year ago like thinking about everything I was like singing it and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) she has such a way to put these emotions and these experiences into words that are so specific yeah but so relatable which not a lot of artists can do oh exactly and I you know even happiness which at the moment that it was happening, I couldn't quite fully relate to every yeah. part of that song, but I can now. Like, I, I absolutely can. Like, Seven Years in Heaven, how did, Taylor, ma'am, how did you know how long my relationship That was exactly the time. <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh. We, um, that's another thing. That's another reason that Hannah and I connected was because, like, our lives really do have parallels. And yeah. it's so weird to meet someone. Literally, we do not live in the same state. We are different ages. I'm a couple years older than her and our lives have just been like pretty parallel, which I think is so fun when you meet people like that. Cause you're like, you get me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's so interesting. Like I didn't even know until two days before, or three days before the um, Orlando Taylor Swift club night that I was going. Yeah. So- we and manifested I- it. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I bought my outfit, my lover out- costume for that before I even had tickets to it. It was a sold out event. And I just, her outfit was so cute. You guys, she had this skirt that was like, um, shiny and like fringy and it was so cute. <laughs> I went, I went full lover. I also did a, a different lover version for Chapel Hill and it was amazing. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, have you had any, like, as you've like had the album? So the album came out almost a month ago, which is crazy. Um, have you had any like different impressions whenever it like grew on you or something? Because I remember when we listened to it, you said you liked Babe, the Blue Cafe version better. Has it Uh, been? I did. Sorry, my bad. You're fine. So I think, I think I still have to stand by, I like the Better Man Blue Cafe version. Okay. You have to take into account that it was a live performance and like her live performances just blow my mind in general. So that's an aspect to it. Um, I think that I just personally, because I still listen to Better Man, her uh, on um, Taylor's version all the time. And I think that I liked the um, slower country feel to it, which is very, 
of the Blue Cafe version, which is very interesting because I'm normally leaning toward her pop songs. Yeah. I just got so attached to that version of her singing it that I kind of see the differences and she sped this one up a little bit. Don't dislike it. It's, it's much more upbeat, but if I'm really trying to feel that emotion that does come along with those lyrics, I think I lean more toward how attached I got to the other one. I need to listen to the other one because I still haven't heard it. Oh, girl, I- it's going to blow your mind. I'm glad that you heard Taylor's version first, though. Yeah. So torn. I feel um, like um, the slow version might hurt me. I don't know if I'm in a good enough place to <laughs> listen to that I, one right I, now. Because <laughs> the better man in general is really difficult to hear, especially <laughs> going through a divorce like we have. Um, there's certain parts of that song that just we're a wreck you're the wrecking ball like I hear that and I don't know why that lyric stands out to me so much but it's just it's insane so yeah um I I just really love she looked really happy when she sung it though so at Blue Ca- the Bluebird Cafe so you know maybe we're maybe. just happy she's happy <laughs> exactly <laughs> with her um secret husband that we believe <laughs> yeah we all need our own rep- reputation era and then I'm trying to go through mine now, actually. <laughs> you are too. Then we'll get to, we'll get to our, our lover daylight era. Oh yeah, eventually. But right now we're in our reputation era. And you guys yeah. need to follow Hannah on Instagram. Tell me your Instagram. Uh, it's Hannah Michelle 13. Hannah Michelle 13. Okay, because her Instagram right now has been like all of these like super hot outfits and she's like wearing black <laughs> and she's doing um, reputation quotes and they are so good. So you guys need to follow her on there. Um, you post and TikTok. What's your TikTok? Oh my gosh, I, I think it's the same. It's underscore Hannah Michelle thirteen. I think. Let okay. Because I don't want to give you the wrong one. Yep. <laughs> underscore Hannah Michelle thirteen. Okay, perfect. Because she posts also. If you love Swifty stuff, she posts some Swifty content too. And she's really nice, so you can make a new friend. Um, just promoting <laughs> our Swifty friend. Because <laughs> the next concert we're gonna go together. I'm. Oh. Yes. manifesting that now too Many as I can. <laughs> okay so all too well 10 minute version let's talk about it <laughs> oh my gosh so I think I I watched a lot of TikTok videos of reaction or uh, reaction videos and I think overall for Swifties um especially us I think we kind of had all had that similar moment where we were singing along with the words that we knew and like about to get into it and then we get hit with you were tossing me the car keys, blank the feature Like I can't even. I when we heard that lyric, y'all, our mouths dropped. We were like, "Oh my gosh!" The patriarchy, because I was so mind blown that she said that. And we had taken like a small little like second break, um, a couple of songs before we watched this one, and I had seen a meme on Instagram about like. Taylor Swift um, taking the whole patriarchy down single-handedly. I didn't know. I didn't know that that was what they were talking about. And oh my God. So yeah, that part just floored. Um, And then just all the parts to come after that of the new lyrics, I think. Mm -hmm. Favorite new lyric. Oh, I don't know that I can. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I think. Okay, so I, I do know, aside okay. of F30, I think, um, I, I'll get there in just a second. So the next part that floored me. Yes, yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. I, I wish I had pulled up these lyrics because like, I want to make sure I don't miss mm-hmm. uh, 
the the part but when she said she talks about her dad um and then like he said it should be fun turning 21 I think that one I immediately made the connection to the mo- the moment I knew yeah um, I did because I I like typed it in our little zoom chat you get your jaw dropped and you were like pointing like your fingers like oh my gosh yes and then that and connecting it to what like how meaningful her 22nd birthday was and like that year for her yes a whole new layer of the song 22 which we already love it's a bop but a whole new layer a whole new meaning behind it and I think I was trying to process all of that and that just made me so sad so that's actually where I cried when she went from saying that to like the break in the um, lyrics where it's just music and then when she does the most heartbreaking, everybody talks about how heartbreaking the bridge is. And I agree it is. But when she says, when she says time won't fly, it's like I'm paralyzed by it. That I cried immediately. Like there was so much built up from the whole first, like however many minutes and new lyrics and all this to where I could like s- actually sit down with everything I just heard and everything she was saying to a part in that song that was so intense emotionally I lost it like I oh I I even get chills thinking about it now yeah I actually have them too I don't know if you can see those like my chills but I think my favorite lyric and I might this might just not be original and that's it's gonna have to be okay was was her punchline line oh yeah that one's good say it so everyone knows what you're talking about if they're not Swifties. I don't want to butcher it. Um, so she says, I, and I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I ever doubted myself. Of course, I wasn't going to butcher it. But, oh my gosh. Like, I love I, it. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's totally taking back her power because I have been in a relationship where Um, I was told that my jokes weren't funny, that I just didn't have a sense of humor. Um, and she mentions that she mentions that in several songs, several times. So clearly that was something that really hurt her and for her to come back with a punchline like that, like (laughs) Blondie, take like, I actually am funny. (laughs) Yes. And like, and actually, (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna tell the joke to the entire world like yes. and I laugh too so oh it just is such a moment of all of the emotions of that song tied into one. Oh yeah and my I, favorite line from the song is actually the the idea you had of me who was she? she oh my god when I sing that in the song or in the car like when I sing that song in the car or if you watch, I, I know you did that her SNL performance when yeah. she hits that line where she says, and your idea of me, who was she? Yeah. Oh. I feel that so hard because in my, um, I don't want to talk poorly about my tradition, yeah, no, but that was like very much a thing where he really didn't know me like who I am now. Like we dated for such a long time that he knew me as a 16 year old. And he did not take the time to get to know me as a 25-year-old, 26-year-old, 27-year-old. And there was, like, all these ideas of who I was, but not really. So that one just, like, hits me. I'm like, who was she? Not me. 
Yes, absolutely. I fully relate. Uh, mine was at 14. And so that was a difficult yeah. thing to get past too. Um, and then I think, I think this also lends into why my lyric is my favorite. I yeah. actually had a relationship uh, following my divorce that was with someone who was older and it was kind of indirectly implied um, that it was an age thing. Uh, and so, you know, that line, like, well, I'll, I'll get older, but your lovers will stay my age. So really, are you, are you just saying that? Are you using that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> okay. And also going into the All Too Well video, um, I think her, because you just mentioned the age thing. So that reminded me of this, the age difference that you can really tell in, um, what's her name? Sadie. Sadie and Dylan O'Brien. It's like, wait, they were the same age difference as Taylor and Jake Gyllenhaal. And you're just like, it just looks yeah. so intentional. And I think it's so interesting. I was going to say that we Swifties clearly have an appreciation for all of her lyrics, mm -hmm. but then we, we find such a home in some of her lyrics and it's because we relate to them on even though it's so specific yeah as, like especially her punchline that's so specific mm -hmm. but it's so relatable to so many people i saw a tiktok that was like okay did we all just date older guys who use that as their <laughs> reason to break up as they're dating another 21 year old girl <laughs> thank you so it's just ugh, again she's she just has a way of being specific and and making it extremely extremely relatable all at the same time genius oh, we loved the um we were texting while we were watching the all too well wait did i actually i like showed you what it was or because we couldn't figure out how to get you to watch it or was that something else that may have been jimmy fallon never mind <laughs> Yeah, it was the Jimmy Fallon one. I was trying to think of it. Um, sorry about that. But <laughs> thoughts about that video besides like how genius. Um, so I had, it was just, it was that following day. Um, I, basically the same day because we stayed up till like what, 3.30 in the morning. It was so late. So that night um, I was watching it and I think I was able, I had listened to the 10 minute version already a couple times that day but I had really been able to process the words at that point, I think for the most part, so I could really appreciate the visuals. Mm -hmm. And I think I, the moment for me was when Taylor showed up, like her older self as herself. Love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got chills. And then I don't know if you knew this, but at the end when she's reading her book, She's reading the lyrics to the song, to the audience. Oh, I love that. She really just took the whole film and said, okay, I'm going to write exactly about my life, but I'm going to put sm small changes in there, but they parallel. Like she's an author in the short film. Well, she's a, she's literally an author of songs in real life. Like I would she, love to read a book by her. I would it's also a theory that she's gonna drop one so who knows I'm not gonna put a lot of merit <laughs> to that personally but you know it's a thing clown makeup on <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, my. pack it on pack it on but, 
Um, so yeah, that was my favorite part. And then realizing that she, um, that she was reading those lyrics and then him walking away, um, in the scarf with the scarf. I just, (laughs) oh, amazing. Amazing. And then in the credits, whenever it says what she named him. So actually that's the actor's name. The actor at the end, that's his actual name. Um, is it Jake Lyon or something like that? Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was that. It was just named him that. No, it was the actual actor, which apparently there was a lot of drama with his ex-girlfriend too on TikTok. I don't, yeah, the actor in the, I don't know. TikTok is a. I love TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I already know All Too Well made you cry. What other songs made you cry? (sighs) I feel like there's one that I, that, I can't, rem- I can't quite put my finger on that I did not expect to cry to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I might have to take a second for that one, but I know that Ronan. Ronan, that was the only song that made me cry, and we were both crying. Yeah, I had heard pieces of it, but I don't think I had ever heard that song all the way through, um, especially not with her mature voice. I, uh, that one, I just, I just really let myself, because I was in that head space to really take it all in for every song that one just got me I can't Um, listen to it it's if you guys don't know Ronan is a song that she wrote with the mother of this kid and he passed away from cancer and it is the saddest song ever (laughs) we were all crying (laughs) yeah we were you know I just remembered it was nothing new. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that song in itself is so it it just perfectly encompasses what it is like to be a woman, mm-hmm. a younger woman specifically, um, that is clearly everyone's aging, but is worried about that. So when she says, like, I've had too much to drink tonight, like, this is where my mind goes. If that is not the most relatable thing, that's not even about love, you know, like it's just about the shininess that is a woman's youth and what the fear of what will happen when that shininess wears a little bit with time. Exactly. And the way, and you know, I couldn't really listen to it for myself the first time. I was fully listening it to it as realizing that this is how Taylor felt. And that really made me emotional because you see how far she's come and she had no idea that we would still love her. Yes. Technically nothing new, even though she is throwing out new stuff, like nobody's business, but like (laughs) he is technically considered not, um, not new now yeah and we adore her and now she's getting this appreciation from fans that have not really been hers before that we're making fun of us for liking her and now that they all love her yeah and so like you know she used to I I have I can feel it when I'm I know when I put myself in her shoes like she's such a go-getter and does everything that she can and she has for years to like a mirror ball as she put it and I can so see her laying in bed at night, wondering how long she can hold on to this. Like she said, she can feel time moving. Like 
Yeah. I can't even imagine the Im- immense amount of pressure that that put on her along with being a female in our society. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, because we know um, women do not stay in the industry as long as men can. So she's like always felt scared about that. She had mentioned a couple um, years back that she was just trying to get as much as she like grasp on as much as she could until she hit 30 because she felt like she wasn't going to be able to do anything in the industry after that. And guess what? Next week's her 32nd birthday. Is the music industry now. Like, (laughs) and that just makes me so happy for her. But I will say in the song, Nothing New, my thoughts immediately went to Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. We talked about this right after that song. I think I like immediately started hearing the song. You you were like, Olivia. She says like, it's a fever dream. Like I know that I'm going to meet her one day and she's going to have the only, the only kind of radiance that you have at 17, like are the radiance that you only have at 17. And I just, when she said she'll, say she's happy for her and then she'll cry herself to sleep that's the part that made me cry oh yeah that like stabs you (laughs) yeah because she you know yes she's had the spotlight for a very long time Mm -hmm. and in and I will say in not direct spotlight either like it has bounced on and off of her she hasn't always been a positive spotlight either exactly and so I get where people are like okay well you know it's time for Olivia. She's young. She's beautiful. She's a phenomenal artist. And I get it. I think that we should stop looking at it as a society that like, you can't have both. Yes. Competition. It's like, they're not in competition. They're different people. Exactly. And I think Olivia has made that clear that she wants to be a separate artist. And I just love that, that selflessness in a way, but also just just um mentorship mentality that we've seen and of course we don't know their their actual relationship we can only go with what we've been told but the letter that she wrote olivia her sending her the red ring uh or the with with love in it yeah she wore through the red era that to me felt a lot like a full circle moment for taylor able to say i wrote this song back then knowing that you would exist one day and here here is I have chills again (laughs) so this was all going through my head like here's her saying with this ring with this letter with this the I'm sure she sent her all of the merch honestly but here that ring in itself was a token Mm -hmm. to give to Olivia that says here I'm happy for you and I genuinely wonder if if 32 coming up on 32 year old Taylor is feeling how she thought that she would feel about the new 17 year old pop star yeah I I hope she's not I hope she's like that was a feeling she had at 22 and now she's like wow and now she realizes how much we love her and how we're not going anywhere from her kind of thing yeah and I and I think that she probably does because back then she had no idea that that she would still be in the place that she is yeah and that and and it's sort of shifting due to her this this industry look but at the same time I think it would be completely reasonable and understandable if she did have those slight feelings of like being you know a little nervous a little anxious about it and I think it's 
the only thing that you can do from that point is I guess stalk her fans uh, social media accounts to see just how much she really is appreciated I mean she's no doubt she is with her vinyl sales with her uh, all too well 10 minute version hitting number one on billboards like I loved that did you see Jack Antonoff's tweet about that he's like we just proved that this society is not one of like everything quick, quick, quick. If a 10 minute song can be number one like that. Yeah. First of all, I adore Jack. He is. Yes. I adore him so much. His TikToks make me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite thing ever, I'm not even gonna lie. So Getaway Car was my Spotify wrapped number one last year. Yeah. Um, no, I only had it for Spotify for like two or three months of the year and ended up being in her top like 2%. Um, <laughs> only having it for two months. I know it's, it's insane. And I'll get to <laughs> tell you about mine this year too. Yes, please do. Um, it, Getaway Car was my number one last year. I adore that song. It just makes me so happy anytime I hear it. And honestly, so relatable. Um, but also the clip of her and Jack writing it where she's like... I'm in a getaway car. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite clip yeah. ever, ever. And then it was a TikTok sound. And I watched one where um, there was a girl playing Taylor and a guy playing Jack. And he looked just like Jack. And then they both commented on it. And it made my heart so oh. happy. Taylor so Swift happy. is so, I don't know how she has the time, but she is so involved in her fans' social media accounts. I'm just waiting for the day that she knows that I exist. I don't know if I social media, but um, one day she will. I will meet Taylor Swift. I am manifesting. Taylor, Blondie, you will know who I am one day. One day. Listen to this podcast. (laughs) Oh my God, I would die. (laughs) Um, But yes, I, that is like one of my major goals. She will know. She will know. Yeah. She will. I'm, I'm manifesting that for you and for me. Um, so now what was your favorite re-recorded song? Like that you think that she grew the most on or just you enjoyed any changes she made or whatever? Oh my gosh. I don't know that I can answer that one. <laughs> um, now is this in general, Red and Fearless? Um, red. I mean, you actually, no, in general, we'll do that. Favorite re-recorded from Fearless has to be the other side of the door. I don't think I ever, I don't know why. I don't know that I really appreciate it. And I think it was an overall issue with Swifties too, that song as much until I heard her version. And now like that I don't even watch, I don't, I'm not a music person. I don't know technical words, but that yeah. like outro bridge, I don't know is how you say that, but holy moly. And I just, I just adore it. Um, but let's see for red, hmm, probably the moment I knew. Okay. Is that, to- okay. Is that not a vault song? No, that's not a vault song. That was I never hear this song. Um, I think it was also kind of underappreciated overall. It wasn't um, the regular CD, was it? I think so. Really? I think Maybe so. I didn't get the extended I'm one. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Um, but I will say that I'm thoroughly impressed by um, everything has changed, both her voice and yes. And- during the video to, or during our zoom um when we were watching we're listening to for the first time and I think 
both of them just floored me with how mature their voices have gotten. So yeah, amazing. that is also one of my favorite re-recorded and Red is one of my favorite re-recordings. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, and you know, I really have to say that I am thoroughly appreciative of Girl at Home now. I, think I never heard it before either and it's getting so much hate. Uh, currently? Like people didn't, I didn't know people didn't like that song before and they're like, oh, it was a terrible song so she made it a pop bop. Oh my gosh. Well, they say that about all of her stuff, don't they? It's I know. Like, I was like, I like it. It's so fun. <laughs> I do. I just love it. I think it's such a bop. I think, I think it just, it was missing what, and I think that that's, you know, this is, her re-recordings is doing it the way she wanted to do it. Um, and I think that, I just think that it was a, it was a song before its time. Yeah. And I think that it, needed to be done that way to begin with to be able to get the appreciation that it deserves now because yeah. I think that it was meant to be a pop song and she okay. was inching toward that she was wanting that for a long time coming out of her country era and we we see that thoroughly with um with 1989 but specifically I think she that's why this is such a mixed album yeah and she couldn't have that much of a mix um yeah back then it, the world just wasn't ready yeah <laughs> so, um that's true what's your favorite um vault song that's not all too well 10, ten minute version because we all know that's our favorite <laughs> this is so hard so I also have to say I have to exclude babe and Fetterman from this okay because, um because I had already heard them before I heard yeah. covers um clearly discussed how much I love Betterman, uh, especially for its lyrics earlier babe I just every time we hit that that bridge I just it, it makes one dance um such a great rhythm so I, I'll exclude those two just for the for the purposes of this when I first heard the album and I know I called it immediately when we first went to the very first night I said this is my favorite vault so far yeah. and um I I was I was shocked because I don't normally have a favorite vault to begin with I I I'm like open to them and then I they grow on me in different ways yeah but that one was an immediate hit off I just feel like there's some sort of drug that she put into that song like it just gives me so much serotonin yeah and just amazing um but since then message in a bottle has also grown on me yeah okay I know I called it immediately immediately it sounds like it's something out of like a Disney or a Barbie movie I've seen I've seen people say that Yes, I, I said that that's, that's what it feels like. And I saw this one for High School Musical and I was like, yes, that was what, what that's what I was saying. Like, it just feels like it belongs in this, like. There's like serotonin in it because of that though. Yeah, yes. And so that one's really growing on me too. It's not like something I think that I would listen to as often um, as uh, the very first night. Mm-hmm. But now I will suggest to anyone who can't already relate to the very first night with like a love interest yeah. to think about it in terms of a best friend that's long distance because <laughs> I, that's what I thought of immediately yeah. that just made it such a wholesome song for me and I immediately sent it to my two long distance best friends um oh. Casey and Destiny and I was like this is this is my message in a bottle to you like oh. this is my love letter to you and it just uh, and of course there's there's so many theories about it supposed to being or it was um it the lyrics supposed to have been her instead of you. And I've seen that on TikTok. 
I will say it's a linguistic thing because yeah. she's talking to that person. So she's saying you, but yeah. I also do see, and I know that Taylor likes to have double meanings and things. So I see where it comes from. And honestly, I catch myself singing her sometimes, but I'm also referring to my long distance best friends too. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yes, I think that one has the most meaning to me out of the vault songs for sure. <laughs> I just had to take lashes off there, Bob. <laughs> my favorite vault song which I also said as soon as I heard it I was like oh my gosh is I bet you think about me yep I remember you saying that yes I love it and I I mean I am a country girl you know like as soon as I heard it I was like this is it this is my favorite yeah I got blessed with her music video and it was so good it was amazing to see her in a wedding dress just Oh, amazing. What if that was her wedding dress that she actually wore whenever? <laughs> I'm saying, and it could totally be, like, straight into my theory. Like, um, I had a theory that um, I can't take credit for it because someone commented under one of my other theories on TikTok um, about the numbers on the cake, but she makes an A uh-huh. in the cake. Like, when she, she pulls out the icing, it makes an A, that one. And so, like, that's a theory um and she did a couple other things in that music video that were like what did you do that for like she took a cherry was and the reason? <laughs> a toothpick through it and then then tossed it in an older man's cup and it was like I do not personally like to speculate on something such as a virginity because I don't believe in virginity I think it, it I know it's a social construct yeah but that was so direct like the, first of all, the cherry came out of nowhere. Yes. And throws it in. And I didn't even catch this either, but uh, another comment on, under my TikTok said that she, th- she throws it in an older man's cup. Why? That's intentional. Like, yeah. no. everything she does is intentional. Yeah. There was no like outside purpose. Like, when you write a book and you, you mention like a shovel, like when you're reading the book, well, you know, my English teacher taught me if you're going to mention a shovel that shovel better be doing something in the next chapter like that's yeah. what I think about when I think about Taylor's stuff like especially music video mm-hmm. what was the point like there was no point in that it didn't yeah. add anything context wise to the rest of it she could have just walked right there and not done yeah. that with Harry that's yeah. intentional <laughs> so I don't know and Definitely. it's also you know how she likes to be she's so, like <laughs> her ending line like oh my god she's insane she wrote a song about me first of all his I won't say his name because we we don't do that because Taylor doesn't and we shouldn't his we everybody knows we're talking about right though yeah his reaction afterward making it about him what did he say I don't know what he said so I have to say disclaimer of course all articles say sources say yeah he basically the sources basically said that he was upset that Taylor brought up the new girlfriend, how young she was, that he, she's still <laughs> writing songs about him. And she like, wrote that 10 years ago. That's what I'm saying. It's a re record. It's not as if he lives under a rock that much that he doesn't know why she's doing yeah. this or that he was not prepared because, come on, um, Joe Jonas, you saw what happened. You've been scared um so I love how Joe and Sophie handled it like Sophie posting it's not not a bop 
Yeah. And then they went to her SNL performance. Like okay. that is what is called to grow past mm-hmm. something. You know, it's not personal anymore. Yeah. Um, and, but that's the, that's the type of stuff. Uh, what, how did he, how was the article phrased? Um, a, basically it was saying like, it was a quick three for only a three month relationship or something like that. Like really kind of downing her for making such a big deal out of a three-month relationship but like again and let's just say this because these are thoughts that I put on my TikTok too yeah that in itself is the exact type of gaslighting that she's trying to get through on all yes exactly she's trying to tell us about because so what if it was three months to you and it wasn't as significant it was clearly extremely significant to her and she's trying to tell you that yeah and if you like see that some of the other context clues is that he literally was like begging for her back later and they dated another time and he was like I love you like and she says we're never getting back together we are never getting back together yeah so that whole line at the end of I bet you think about me saying that um oh my god she's insane she wrote a song about me that is what that's the only thing that I could think when I was reading these articles about what his story were saying that he was saying about her like that's the that's the narrative he was trying to spin like Mm -hmm. oh my god she's insane like okay come on it's been how long like you're how old now yeah you're still dating a 22 year old no I wasn't gonna say it (laughs) (laughs) I will (laughs) oh my gosh okay what is I've got some questions and then we're gonna play a game sure so what is your favorite Taylor album of all time I feel like this is this used to be really hard for me to answer and now I'm like instinctually saying reputation. Yeah. It's just I have had such a love for it and it's grown on me so much and I think it just seems more it seemed more Taylor. Mhm. Like authentic Taylor to me than the albums before it. Yeah. Not to say that she wasn't authentic in her writing and her things before but it felt more of like she was in control of her narrative yeah. for that album in comparison to how it was spun before. And clearly we know that her um, record label was a little manipulative and uh, restraining when it came to her creative side with these yeah. songs. Clearly she's changing things up and doing it the way she wanted to all along. Um, but Reputation really felt to me and still does feel like such a power move Yes. And I, it's my, I've never been to a Taylor Swift concert, which is, I know, heartbreaking. Reputation was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. That will be my number one regret for the rest of my life. Not having been able to attend a Reputation concert. Like, we um, are lucky that it is on Netflix, though. I mean, I know it's not the same, but you get to see how amazing it was, at least. I, I just, I, I wish that one day she would redo that. era like hey wait can you (laughs) but like come on (laughs) that actually gets into my next question because these sound the same but they're different so your favorite taylor album is reputation but what is your favorite era is that still reputation i guess it has to be yeah and i think that the era lends to why that's my favorite album yeah just her whole but I'm, but I'm also like my personality wise is so lover. Yes. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to say. Lover's my favorite album, or, but reputation is my favorite era. 
So maybe, so it's hard. It's, that's really difficult because I think, I think I'm waiting for lovers to be my favorite when I can relate to daylight. <laughs> yes. You listen to it and manifest your future. That's what I'm saying. I, I literally put that on my Instagram story last night that this is, that song is my manifestation. Yes. Um, I think that it, it's, it's difficult because clearly lovers a love, a love uh, letter. But yes. So presentation. Yes. And that, that's where I'm like, okay, my personality is in here too. It's just. Yeah. Kind of- and it's like spicy, which is, I love spicy Swift. Like, mm. I mean, come on, false god on lover. She went spicy with that too, but I only bought this dress so you could take it off. I mean, <laughs> I, I just love, I just love that song so much. I don't blame me. Like, okay, wait, reputation. On my knees to stay. Oh, my uh, reputation. I'm gonna have to go watch the um <laughs> the Netflix of that um concert after this. Oh, we love spicy Swift. We love Spicy Swift. All right. Are you ready for a Taylor Swift game? My resident Swifty? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Okay. Do you want multiple choice or do you just want me to ask you a question? Ask the question. If I need multiple choice, we'll go from there. Okay. What is the name of the first song that Blondie ever wrote? Oh my gosh. I knew this. It starts with an L. I, the, it's not the lucky one. Um, it's, okay, multiple choice. A, Tim McGraw. B, lucky you. Lucky C, you. Uh, I see you already got that. I was like, oh, wait, you actually knew that? I, yeah, I did. Oh, I, I, All right, number two. What was originally the title of Speak Now? Ooh, okay, multiple choice. A, Sparks fly, B enchanted, C long live, or D mine. One of the first two. I feel like it was sparks fly. I tricked you. It's enchanted. No. Yes. That makes sense for that makes sense for uh, like wonderstruck and stuff. Yeah. She really made one out of enchanted. I'm so excited for Speak Now. Speak Now was my favorite album until the newer ones came out. I I, love Speak Now and I can't wait. (laughs) I think it's probably the album I've spent the least amount of time on, surprisingly. I know it's so terrible because Enchanted used to be one of my top songs. It probably still is, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Once it hits Taylor's version, definitely will be. I think Back to December is my all-time favorite song by her. Oh my gosh, that's (laughs) floor me. Oh my gosh. It's good stuff. Okay, number three. How many Taylor Swift songs mention 2 a.m.? Specifically, not like 159 or something like that. Gosh, all right, what are my number options? Um, four, seven, five, or six. Okay, whoa. <laughs> five. I was going to go seven at first, but I think it's five. It's six. Oh, right in between. These are difficult questions. Good job. I was trying to trick you because I knew you would know easy ones. <laughs> Absolutely. I was thinking I'd have no problem. <laughs> yes. All right. This one I think is the hardest one, but you might know it. Um, for me, it would be the hardest one. So what was Taylor Swift's pseudonym 
for this is what you came for. Okay, give me the options because I did know this. Isla Bergman, Ella Kruger, Niels Schoberg, Alanis Goldberg. It's not the last one. I think I'd have to see them written because I don't think I ever heard anyone pronounce them. Um. Okay, give me three. Give me them again. Oh, oh, you're gonna show me. Okay. I think it's the N one. It is. <laughs> the third, yes. Okay, Niels Schoberg. <laughs> Which, it spells something, right? Or something, like, she had to have intention. probably does. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, out of that one, you got a 50%. percent Yep. So, we got two out of four of that one. All right. So, now we're going to play the three-second game. Ah! I'm going to play you the first three seconds of four songs. Okay. And I'm going to see if you can tell what they are. Okay. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Oops, so do I, is it an era or is it all of her songs? It's random. Oh, okay. And I said, are you ready for it? Like, <laughs> all oh, right. We love a switchy thing. Want it again? Why three seconds? <laughs> three seconds is not a long time. Okay. Ready? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna play you a couple more seconds. Okay. I'm actually having a hard time hearing it. Yeah, I can't hear it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> we love technology. Technological difficulties. I am not good at technology, so it's funny that I do this. Okay, let me try again. Let, can you hear it from over here? I almost, hang on. It's, a, it's an earlier one. Mm -hmm. It is from the debut album. I'll give you that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that one's probably my longest. Uh, I haven't listened to that one in a very long time. Um, that's not, it's not tied together with a smile. Um, let me look at this track list because, whoa, it's been a while. I feel so bad. I feel like I'm taking so long. Hang on. Oh, it's good. That's fun of a game. <laughs> Oh, I will get this. It's not like one of the super popular ones, though, is it? No, it's not. Um, I give you. Is that a place in this world? No, it is. Are you want me to tell you? Yeah. It is the outside. Girl, that was the one I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was between those two. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. God, it's been Number two. I feel like you'll know this one more instantly. The rest of them are newer. Okay, ready? Peace. Nope. Okay, again. Okay, Archer. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I, I totally went with that. Um, 
the intro to peace sounds similar to that they one. They do. That's why I think it's fun for the three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gonna... number three. Keeps me awake. Look on your face. That's the only the young. Yes. Oh my gosh. Good job. I wouldn't have known that one. <laughs> um, when I went to vote this past year, like played it over. It's so it, it was very um empowering to do yeah, that. Like good. all the way, like walking on the way to vote, walking in during it. I had my Bluetooth headphones in <laughs> over and over again. I but, feel like not a lot of Swifties even know that song, so I'm glad. Yeah, because we know it from um. Miss Americana. Yes, exactly. All right, last one of this question. I'm having a hard time hearing it. Oh man, that's, that's the moment I knew. How did you even? <laughs> I I could barely really hear it, but yeah, I, I, it's I, so low, anyways. Too. All right, should I oh, give you the archer? <laughs> I'll give you that. I feel like. I feel like I had it pretty quick. <laughs> you did. All right. So now this one is a lyric finisher. And then the game is. Ooh. Over. Okay. All right. Good. And I'm going to say it. So it's going to be like out of context because I'm not like going to give you the tune or anything. Okay. In the swing over the creek, I was too scared to jump in, but I was. Okay. Hang on. I might need the tune because I know that's in um, seven, right? Yeah, thank you. Because I didn't write down what they're. Look at that. See, I know it. So I approved. Okay. Um, in the swing over the creek, I was too scared to jump in, but I, I was. I can't even get the tune of the song in my head. Right I can't now. either, actually. This is sad. Okay, wait, give me that. Maybe the next word. That was, I don't, the next word is the answer. Oh, it's a, it's just a single word. Okay. Single word. Uh, huh? Single word. Oh, I feel like I'm taking way too much time. Like there's this like static, white static noise. I um, was high. You said it's high? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that I would have gotten that one. Interesting. Me neither. <laughs> I was seeing, I was testing your Swifty-ness um because I would never have gotten any of these. I don't, um, I'm impressed with myself so far for the, for these. I did not know what it was from. That's pretty good. I would have never known. All right. See, this is one I would have understood. I would have gotten. You're looking so innocent. I might believe you if. Yeah. Do I need a keyboard? Mm -hmm. Um. I didn't know. Yes. That... Yeah. Okay. I, I might believe you if I didn't know. Good job. <laughs> All right, number three. Oh, I can't stop putting roots. In, well, in my dreamland. Yes. Oh my gosh. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Last one of these. Bundled up in their mittens and coats and the, this is a Christmas song. This is, is this the Christmas tree farm? Yes. 
um, holly that grows? Cider would flow. Oh. <laughs> that, that might be right in a different course. <laughs> I feel like it's, I don't feel like I ever sing that song correctly. I think that I <laughs> don't listen to her articulate the words in general. So it very well could just be like what I sing instead of what the actual lyrics are. I didn't even do this on purpose, but I have 13 questions. Oh, I love that. I, love I didn't that. do it on purpose. Okay, so, well, that one is 7 out of 12, and I have one more question. Okay. How many songs does Taylor Swift have out? Is this a multiple choice? Nope. Oh, my God. I have no idea. I'll give you multiple choice. 219 sounds like a thing. What? But. I feel like it's 219 I've heard before, but that was before she released vaults and stuff. There's no, I, I have no idea. Well, this one says 199, but I don't know if it is including the newest one because it was dated like this summer. So probably more now. Okay. Maybe I should get correct answers before. I <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that was a pretty close guess then. Yes, that was. I would not have gotten that close. I've been like 800. <laughs> I saw this one thing that says she's written over like 600 songs oh yeah easily she she said she writes like 90 per album or some crazy thing like yeah she's written a ton of songs and that I want more vault songs that's what I'm saying <laughs> excuse me <laughs> but okay so that is all and I'm so thank you for being here all right so if you get to pick one Taylor Swift song I'm gonna add it to my song of the week so oh favorite Taylor Swift song of all time. I cannot, that is like the ultimate thing you can't ask a Swiftie is <laughs> I, favorite. It, there's just, I can't. Favorite from it. Red. So many come to my mind. Favorite from Red. And it can't be the 10 well or 10 you, It can. I'm just adding it to the playlist. I feel like that sounds really cheesy, but I, so for the purpose of if it's the Red, if it's the Red one, it has to be the 10 minutes. Yes. I can't, I don't even like listening to the regular one anymore because I'm just like, I need the 10 minutes. If I'm going to listen to it, <laughs> I'm going to listen to all of it. Yes. You know, like I'm, I'm going to jam and you can do that better with the second one. Yes. Okay. So Hannah's song of the week is all too well, the 10 minute version and mine, I'm going to go with, I bet you think about me from the vault Taylor's version. <laughs> love that for you. So if y'all want to hear those and if you haven't already heard those um I don't know why you're listening to this podcast but (laughs) (laughs) you should go listen to them but we're gonna I'm gonna put both of those on to my song of the week podcast um playlist. Thank you so much for being here with me. So excited of course literally anytime I cannot wait for our next ones for the new recordings. I am, I am so grateful for Swift Talk for bringing you to me. Yes. Oh my gosh, me too. Don't make me cry.